0: This is an Unlock Self-Care episode for these trying times. From an early age, I was introduced to Kaizen, the philosophy of continuous self-improvement. At first, it was only to improve my martial arts. Then I applied it to every other aspect of my life. The attraction of the martial arts is simple. Small person beats big person. It only took me a short time to realize a small person can defeat a bigger person if the smaller person is more efficient. I applied this to everything. To find the best productivity hacks, leveraging the right resources, the most effective methods, to create a flawless system. But you've heard this kind of self-righteous spiel, right? The top 20 podcasts on iTunes specialize in this area. People eat this stuff up. I know I did. But that's not this podcast. And that's not me. Because here's what I know. And I know this because most of these productivity experts have never been punched in the face only having to return to the same dojo to do it all over again. But that's how I grew up in the martial arts. And what was painfully obvious was perfect technique was not enough. Doing it the right way can only take you so far. And I don't blame most people for wanting to avoid this humbling lesson. It's not for everyone. But it was valuable to me, just as much as books were. You see, efficiency has to be balanced with spirit. Otherwise, we are just machines. Machines have no meaning, becoming obsolete, replaced by better machines. Along with Kaizen, here's another important concept, and that's Javon's paradox. The more efficient we make something, rather than using it less to produce the same yield, we'll use it more and demand more yield. An endless eating contest where increased production only means increased demand. Get better at farming? Rather than using less land, we make bigger farms. When we make things more productive, rather than using the excess time for leisure, we spend it doing more bullshit. If we can do 10 hours work in an hour, do 100 hours of work in 10 hours. Working from home and flexible hours mean you work non-stop. Better sources of energy means we use more energy. Efficiency is supposed to save, but as cliches, we waste. And we think we're onto something, some magic sauce that helps us to do everything right when we're really just being more efficient at doing life wrong, what I call doing the wrong thing perfectly. And people get so smug about it, perfectly executed meaninglessness. It's not just about productivity and getting more things done in less time, or implementing the perfect habit. It's also about living a life of meaning and finding liberation in life. It's not about a small person beating a big person. It's about ordinary people overcoming extraordinary circumstances. It's beyond success. It's about significance, knowing that you matter. Not just getting things done, but human flourishing. It's always been about human flourishing, what the Greeks called eudaimonia and the Chinese called de. The Greek philosopher Heraclitus said, Character is destiny. Character is the greatest indicator of what kind of life you will lead. It took two different long-term studies, one from Stanford and one from Harvard, to prove what philosophers already knew. I spent too much time working on my system and not enough time grooming myself, cultivating integrity and character. Duh. Eudaimonia. I lost touch with the point of martial arts, which is to find a way. Mark Twain is attributed with this quote, and though you can never be too sure about Mark Twain's quotes, it's still fitting. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog. The underdogs need to be more than efficient. They need twice as much fight. They need twice as much belief, twice as much resilience, twice as much drive, and twice as much brute force effort to risk leaving nothing in the gas tank. This is what it means when people say life's not fair. You don't get an equal amount of output for your input. You might have to put in 10 times as much input just to get the same output as someone else. And that's not fair, I agree. But rather than sugarcoat it and say you were probably doing it wrong, no, sometimes you were doing everything right and it still ends up like that. People with privilege want to make it sound like we all start from a level playing field and that life's fair and they got to where they are just by making all the right moves. That makes them feel better, but that doesn't do a whole lot for you. But we have to work with what we've got. We can't pretend to work with what someone else has got. If life was fair, all you need is goals. But since it's not, you need a reason to get up and a drive to keep you going. You need a clear mind and a strong heart. People can defeat you with inferior technique. Others will have more advantages than you. You won't have all the necessary resources. The real art is doing everything right, then fighting like hell for it. Outwork them, outlearn them, challenge yourself. How much fight do you have within you? This lesson doesn't come naturally. It's comforting to think life's fair, that things should happen the way they're supposed to happen, that unfair things won't happen because that's not right, that is and ought are one and the same. That's another common fallacy, that we live in a just world. But perhaps we do live in a just world. Just one that conflicts with our own personal justice. For most, justice is a self-centric concept. Life is only unfair when it affects you adversely. But by that limited definition, life will never be fair. Because life's not about you, and only having good things happen to you nullifies the definition of fairness. I don't know how many times I resisted this lesson before it finally sunk in. I thought I lived in an orderly world when in actuality, life is messy. I don't know why this didn't sink in right away when a fight is also messy. This is why a fight works so well as an allegory for life. Not in a way to say life is conflict. I don't have any conflicts with my opponents. Most of the time, they are my friends. Be that as it may, we both have to work with the chaos we create together and try to make some sense out of it as artists. And it's not fair. Sometimes I can't control the outcome, but I can control myself. I can control how much I put in. I can always control that. And it's always the only dial I can raise to 100. I was known for impeccable techniques. I was untouchable in the dojo. But in competition, I was flawed. I asked the black belt once why I kept losing in tournaments when I was doing everything right. He said, because it's a fucking fight. You have to fight for it. It was as if I was struck by a swift spiritual kick to the head. I thought, no shit. What was I thinking? What did I expect? The guy's not just going to let me win because I'm better than him. I have to fight for it. I thought I was never supposed to touch that last dial. that it was shameful to use that much effort. Like Harry Potter and every other Western hero, I thought I was just supposed to be great, but I was wrong. What virtue is there when things come easy? That's no hero. That's just called lucky, randomness. There'll be struggle, and even when things are perfect, it still won't be easy. You need to persevere and stay the course, and hopefully you've been hardening your spirit all this time. We admire machines. They're useful metaphors for productivity and improvement. The part people don't mention is that machines break, but humans have an undefinable capacity possessing within them an indomitable spirit. Humans can become unbreakable, and only humans can live a life worth living. Only when you have truly lived can you say you have triumphed. Machines don't live, they have no will, and they don't care. We want to do so many things automatically. We want to woefully give up our will, as if we have learned to envy our iPhones. But why get things done if there's no reason to get things done? Why overcome an obstacle if it doesn't somehow improve your life or someone else's? Why beat a bigger opponent unless there's a point? What philosophers call telos. Machines do things for the sake of doing them. We can do things because they make our lives better. We have the ability to make our own choices. And yes, our choices can lead to regrets. Freedom entails risk. But freedom also allows us to choose for ourselves more purposeful lives. We're capable of simultaneously being happy while creating our own happiness. It's not enough to be efficient at making widgets. We must continuously build character. Our strength is not in our perfection, but in our persistence. That is the essence of our humanity. That is our spirit, embracing our flaws, striving to master the self and finding our way. Martin Luther King Jr. said, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Imagine any human rights movement if there was no will to fight. Just fill out the paperwork, do everything right, and hope the world will be fair to you. Then what would change? How would our lives be any better? The movement needs voices. The movement needs speakers to speak out about the unfairness. But speaking in front of thousands or even millions of people is terrifying. Why would they do it? Not because it is easy, but because they believe their message is bigger than their fears. This is their telos. You can put in 10 times the effort if you have 10 times the purpose. And you can't do this if your sense of justice is self-centric. It has to go beyond you. This is how small people go beyond their abilities, like giants they gain the energy of everyone else who feels the same injustice. However, that same unfairness that creates barriers and obstacles is also the fuel that gives us the will to fight, our desire not to back down. Because, as humans, we're just like that. We get bullied, we break, or we use that as fuel to drive us forward. This doesn't mean that's right. It's not a value judgment. It's just an explanation of our process. You're not a machine, no matter how much you try to copy one. You're a human, and you can gain strength from adversity. But I get it. I have a backstory. You have a backstory. We have all the reasons in the world not to move. But those same reasons are why we must triumph.